my money. Money. I get money from you. Money in the bank. Young money. Money, 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 money. It's a rich man's world. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. World-renowned financial advisor and best-selling author Barry James Dyke will arm you with the truth. This is The Economic Warrior. Please note, the opinions expressed on this show are of the individuals who speak them, and not necessarily of Portsmouth Community Radio, its members, or board of trustees. Anyhow, so we have a wonderful uh, guest today. We're going to have Michael Thaler uh, from Virginia on today, and we're going to talk about the his uh, ministry um, his, in, in Niger, Africa, and which is good because uh, this would be a great, great guest because what, is, what we'd like to share with our audience is that how uh, Michael Thaler, um, he's a successful guy, runs, he manages like a billion dollars, you know, and, um, but by, by, by giving it, helping others, he's really expanded his business. Michael, thank you so much for being uh, on the show today as our guest. Uh, I'm here with um, my, my sidekick, Will Pearson. He's a great guy because he also uh, served in the Peace Corps. And so, uh, um, any event, um, and I saw you in Hawaii this past June. I had no idea that you did this. And I, um, and I said, uh, gee whiz, I know this guy. And so, um, please tell us a little about you know, Michael Thaler, Equity Concept, and then Effective Ministries. And, uh, what you, so, just give us a little, the audience a little bit about your Michael Thaler, Equity Concepts, and Effective Ministries. So uh, the, the equity concepts part of my world is uh, 26 years ago. Um, I started Equity Concepts so we could um, deliver the why that God gave us, why we do what we do, and that's to help our clients be the best stewards possible of what God has entrusted to them. And for 26 years, we have done that, and, um, and God is at the heart of our, of our organization. We literally start every Monday morning from 9 to 10, giving God our first fruits, as Malachi says, um, Malachi 3.9, that, uh, where it talks about first fruits. So we give our first part of our week for an hour as a whole entire company, and we've been doing that for 26 years. So in everything we do and every way we work with our clients, um, we want to make sure that God is honored and God um, is smiling and uh, everything that we do. So um, in 2001, um, I went on a missions trip to Niger, and um, and uh, went on multiple missions trips, but this one to Niger was unique, whereas the leader of the team said, uh, hey, let's go back again the next year. And uh, we built a church and went back the next year and built another church. And I liked the fact that we were going back because Every time I've been on a missions trip, it's always somewhere different. And, um, you know, I was able to say I've been to all these different places. So I like the fact we're going to go back to the same place. And um, after the second time we went there, this leader said, and that was 2002, he said, uh, let's focus on Niger for five years. And I thought, what a great idea. I'm in. Great. And he moved away with his work. And so uh, it was left up to me to be the leader of the next year of the team. Um, and so I just called the, the folks in Niger we worked with and said, so what do you want us to do? And they said, bring a team of leaders and listen to our dreams for this country and how this country can be changed uh, just to a, a whole different nation. And um, so we went and listened to them, and um, at that time, that was 2003, November 2003, and Effective Ministries was birthed. And um, 
We have been a Niger focus now for 14 years and um, doing a lot of different things, and I can go into that however you want me to, but uh, um, we're focused on that nation knowing um, who Christ is. Yeah, that's awesome, uh, Michael, and uh, hats off, you know, because one of the things which uh, I think, you know, God's blessed you uh, is that, you know, by helping others, you, your your business has grown too, am I correct? Is, is, or is, am I, I, I have no idea, I haven't asked you this question. Is, is that what's happened? Our business has grown tremendously, so we um, just are hitting literally right out a billion dollars of assets under management. So what started off um, just with me, and then I brought in a partner uh, pretty early on and working above his garage, <laughs> has turned into a 14,000-square-foot building in Richmond, another location in Richmond, a uh, location in um, Pennsylvania with 40 to 50 staff and advisors, and it's, God has done amazing things. That's that's awesome, Michael, and 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 hats off to you. you deserve it. Um, now, in effective ministries, obviously, you can't do everything. But um, could could you please tell us, you know, what you focus in on improving in, in Niger? Sure. So, effective ministries has three focus areas, um, and one is called Link L I N K, which stands for Leading Innovatively Niger to the Kingdom. Um, it's called Link Missions. Those are missions teams that go to Niger. So we've been sending teams. Uh, we just had our 101st team get back from Niger um, over these, these 14 years, consisting of over 1,100 travelers from 220 churches in 33 states. So that's what we focus on at first and still focus on, and just getting people to Niger and God will do the rest. Um, through that, um, so that's one focus of effective ministry. The second, and, and no special order here, but that is the first focus. The second thing that was birthed was called Schools for Niger. Um, I spent, before my 26 years of what I'm doing in Equity Concepts, I was with Chick-fil-A for 10 years. And uh, a lot of Chick-fil-A friends of mine who've been to Niger um, started with us, Schools for Niger, and we're building 13 Christian schools right now in Niger, Africa, so we can... We're educating 2,850 kids and just changing kids' lives. They deserve an education. So that's schools for Niger. And then a huge focus is called Live 1024. So that's the third area. Uh, Live 1024 is living out Hebrews 1024, where it says spur one another on. And what used to happen was we would do everything ourselves there, and we decided at one point we're growing. Let's help other ministries in Niger be more successful. And so... Um, in Live 10.24, Hebrews 10.24, you know, spurring other people on, we'll spur on these other ministries. And we're going to have people get $10.24 a month, okay. um, and we've got about <laughs> 2,000 um, Live 10.24s. And so as that money comes in, we focus on five different areas in Niger. One is health, the next is water, the next is orphans, the next is education, and a micro-business. And that's the life cycle of a person. In Niger... Over 50% of the kids don't make it to age five. Um, so through health, we want to keep them, and medical, we want to keep them alive. Also need to give them fresh and, and clean water, as well as everybody else, not just the children, keep them alive. Take care of the orphans. We're biblically supposed to do that. Educate all of them, and then put them in micro-business so they can take care of their families and preach the gospel. So it's the life cycle of a person. And so we have about 65 to 70 partners that focus in any one of these areas, that we help them be more successful in that area, 
And um, so that's a way that we've been able to really um, impact Niger in a huge way because we're more than just who we are. We actually have like a tree. There's, there's you know, 65, 70 branches of who we are. And, um, and then around that whole thing is evangelism. So effective ministries under that link missions, schools for Niger, Live 1024, and evangelism around all of that. Wow. So, you know, so I was, re- I think I was reading on, on the website. It's, uh, by the way, uh, uh, the, the website is uh, www.effectiveministries.org. Am I correct, Michael? Yes, that's correct. Barry. Okay, so um, but you so you actually have seventeen people, I guess, full time employees, I guess, in Niger, just to kind of minister the thing, and then you have, um, uh, I guess, a couple of people here uh, in the U.S. Just to, I mean, <laughs> I've listened to you, Mike. I get tired. I mean, I, when do you sleep? <laughs> well, we actually have eleven here and seventeen there, and uh, we have an outreach center there, two story, other other ministries, and people come and stay there. Um, it's a it's a place to get rejuvenated for the for the next day of going out and making a difference in Niger. And so for me, I've got a phenomenal team, and um, I uh, I sleep some, but between equity concepts and effective ministries, we've adopted. Uh, Two children, one from an orphanage that we built in, in Niger. We're adopting another one right now from a different orphanage in, in, in Niger. So um, we're just I, I think the thing that helps me is that it's focus. We're focused on Niger, Africa. God has called us to make a difference in Niger. And so focus creates excellence, and excellence creates excitement, and, and excitement is um, for a lot of people that have got excited around this. So um, for me, I sleep some, I go hard, but... I'm not scattered in a lot of different directions, so I'm very, very focused, and that has allowed God to use me in this ministry to be very impactful because of our focus. So I'm a big fan of focus, which allows a lot to happen um, with it just it maximizes your effort and it, it um, so it makes it look like you're not sleeping, but in reality, I'm getting some sleep and and um, the focus is just just, it's just incredible what God has done through that. Well, well, Michael, I, I admire you for that, and I hope people, you know, uh, and I think, you know, there's so much to be learned by, by focus. I mean, uh, you know me, uh, you, you've been a fan of my books, and, uh, um, you know, it's it, 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 you just have to focus on this stuff, and, um, you know, and, and focus is like light. You know, you have, you know, sunlight, and it's broad, it's, you can warm me up, but if you put it under a magnifying glass, you can start up a fire, and it sounds like you start up a pretty good fire in, in, um, in Niger. Um, now, <clears throat> the, um, so, now, also, I looked on the, uh, some of the, the, the literature, thank you, um, Azzy, is your assistant there? She was great. She uh, FedExed a package up to me. Um, so, you, sure. so, you've raised, up, up, I don't know, about, uh, over the past 14 years, roughly about 12 million bucks for this ministry, is that correct? Is that incorrect, or? Well, yeah, right at right at twelve million dollars. And, and now, on top of that, Mike, uh, you also you you personally have actually paid the administrative costs of of the past three years. Yes, yeah, so myself and uh, we have some other people that have been helping now the last few years. But um, yes, yeah, so I from day one have paid. That was one of my commitments to God is I'd pay all the administrative costs. So one hundred percent of when someone gives to, like, Live 1024 or Schools for Niger, 100% of that money goes to Niger. And um, our commitment to God as a ministry is that myself and some others that have decided to come alongside of me will pay to make sure, will pay the overhead to make sure that happens, So, um, which has become sizable as we've grown. 
It's it's unbelievable. Now I got to ask you a question, Michael. I said Niger. I mean, because Phil, no Phil. Uh, I mean Will here. Will, where did you work when you were in this Peace Corps? I was in Togo, which is not that far away. Not that far away. And so I'm thinking, Michael and Niger. I'm saying, gee whiz, it can't be the easiest place to run a ministry. I mean, uh, I think the, the military overthrew the the present Mahabahu Dunja in 2010 or something like that. And um, uh, you know, it's uh, it. it I guess he wanted to run for a third term, which the Constitution limited, and so and you got uh, Boko Haram, I guess, and the, you know the the kind of crazy terrorist group in, in Nigeria next door. What's it like running a ministry in Niger? Well, that's, a, that's a big <laughs> question. <laughs> that's a great question. Um, so a couple things I'll share. First, um, it's amazing how peaceful it is in Niger. Amazing how peaceful it is in Niger. You know, I was with uh, uh, the, one of the guys in the parliament who's the head of um, education. I asked him, I said, why is it so peaceful here? With all, I mean, you've got Mali, Chad, Nigeria, Libya, Algeria. You know, you know, Burkina Faso around it. Burkina Faso used to be quiet, and they've had a lot of stuff happen there. And um, he said, "There's nothing worth fighting for here. We're so poor." So it was an interesting response that he had because it's amazing. I mean, there's some issues at the borders, but as far as in Niger, when it comes to Boko Haram or crime or issues, it's non-existent. It's 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 unbelievable how peaceful it is there. So. Um, I'm going to share that first. Uh, but the borders, if you're going to go over to the Mali border or the Libya or Algeria border, something's going to happen to you. It's just we, you don't hang around those borders. It, you, you, it, it would be like hanging around in the wrong place in your city, um, possibly. So it's just uh, you just don't. Um, and it's interesting that the U.S. has put one of the largest drones, if not the largest they've ever put anywhere, in northern Niger um, because they see it so peaceful and they are going to work out of Niger to – work on the rest of Africa and the Middle East. So Niger has a peacefulness, and the people of Niger are, even though they're poor, they're happy, and they'll challenge us in our lives. That's the first thing I want to share. Um, so I was just there um, two weeks ago. It was my 36th time there, and um, I'm still waiting for somebody to have an attitude over there. Um, but when I come back to the airport in Washington <laughs> and start getting down 95, coming back home on the Interstate 95, and then you got people beeping horns and attitudes. It's amazing how peaceful it is there. The other thing I want to share is the um, government. It's interesting. You brought up the, the president, uh, Tanja. Um, I love the guy. Um, I spent many times in his office. Um, neat, quick story. He called one day and said, I want to see Michael Thaler in my office in 20 minutes. And, and uh, we're running through all these lights and getting there, and, and, and he says, I want to thank you guys for doing more for my people than my own people are doing um, for our country. And, um, and he said, so what can I do for you? And I said, well, I'd love to have this land for this orphanage. And uh, he signed the land over right then and said, it's yours. That's where we built an orphanage, our first one, and where my daughter came from. Uh, and so um, and there's 80 kids there now. So, so he was a great president. Um, but he did try to run a third term and shouldn't have. And, you know, it's interesting when they did the coup, it's a peaceful coup, which never really happens. And then they had another president come in. So what I want to share is it's amazing how the, 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 um, the process of election from a government perspective has been so good in Niger. And if you look at, can't speak for Togo, but maybe like Ivory Coast, they've been fighting over elections for 10 years, like bad, bad issues. 
Niger has not had that. So even when they had to do a coup, it was actually, uh, it sounds weird, a peaceful coup. And, um, and um, so there's some things I wanted to share. I don't know, hopefully that answers. Yeah, yeah. No, because, you know, because if you most, you know, Amer- Americans, and I've been, believe me, I've, I've been to, um, I haven't been to Niger, but I have been to Algeria. Algeria is one of the most frightening experiences in my life. So, um, but, um, you know, so I, uh, I didn't feel safe there at all. But uh, um, so I guess that was just my uh, 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 experience. And, and so you, that, that's, that's really wonderful to know, Mike, because you, you think of, you know, Boko Haram and, um, and uh, all this other violence in which you look at South Africa and, you know, just the African continent in general. I mean, you look at the Sudan. I mean, it's, it's just it's incredibly uh, it's depressing, if you will, and uh, it, yeah. it's tragic. And um, so I never knew that Niger was that peaceful. So it sounds like the pe- um, tell me about the people. What do you love about the people there? Boy, it's um, I mean, they're the they will be the poorest people you ever meet. Um, Niger's always, if not the poorest nation in the world, right there at the bottom of the list. They are classified as fourth world and not third world. Um, and the people are, they're just happy. They're loving. Um, it, it's, it's, it's absolutely amazing. And, um, you know, they, they also see God work in ways that we don't see. Um, it's interesting. I, I, um, there was a story that someone was sharing that, uh, their, their daughter, and this, this guy's now a pastor and, um, his daughter had, um, she passed away at two years old from meningitis. And um, they were praying for and praying for a miracle. And then right before they were putting her in the, you know, she was down in the morgue, and they were getting ready to, this is it, put her in the, you know, be done. They did one more prayer, and her toe wiggled, and she was just in my house a month uh-huh. ago. No kidding. Old, now just turned 16. No and kidding. Shared, what's that? Really? Yeah, and why I shared is this. Someone once told me that in Niger, this is so true, that in Niger, they don't have options like we do in America. So if you or I have a sore throat or don't feel well, we go to here we call them patients first or, you know, a doc in a box. or We just, just go. It's 24 so You can just go. So we have options here. In Niger, they don't have options. And because of their lack of options, they have to rely on, rely on God where not that we don't love God. I love God. But we just, you know, instead of I'm sick, God, I need you to heal me, we run and just get some medicine. They have no choice, and they're seeing miracle after miracle after miracle after miracle. It's phenomenal. So I think they see a different God than we do, and I, and they're and, and it's just um, they're just a loving. They're just unique. They're so loving. Um, they're so loving. Yeah, and okay, and for those listening out there, the uh, the best way to find out more about Effective Ministries is by going to the website, Michael, uh, www.effectiveministries.org. Am I correct? Yes, that's correct. And then your your uh, the equity concepts. Uh, it was www.equity-concepts.com, I guess it is. Um, yes. But in any event, uh, so um, this is just an awesome uh, session here. Um, how much time does this take you to run, Michael? I mean, you know, this is, you know, we, uh, it must take, a, how, how many times, do you, you've been there 36 times, how, how much of this of the week does this take you running this thing? Yeah, I mean, running a business, too. A billion dollar business. Sure. How much time does this take for you? Um, it 
so I, you know, going back to AZ, who is the 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 leader of the the ministry here, she is phenomenal. So um, I've got, I mean, and then the rest of the staff is just incredible here too, um, and in Niger. So um, you know, I'll spend anywhere from ten to twenty hours a week, and um, on various things, big picture things, the next level and step of where we're going. So I would say in that ten to twenty per hour a week, uh, per hour per week. Okay. All right. So. But I think, you know, would you agree with me? The reason why I thought about this, Michael, too, is that uh, by do by helping others, it really, God's kind of, has blessed you, okay? And um, and, I, and I see this a lot, you know, when you, because you know, this is not about Michael, okay? This is about helping others. And um, um, would you, wouldn't you suggest that to others listening um, by getting out of themselves and helping others? Are they, they going to improve their lives? <laughs> no doubt. You know, it's interesting, um, for many, many, many years, um, Luke 6.38 was my favorite Bible verse. Um, still one of my favorites, but I have another one. It's a, a couple others that are favorites. But And it says, you know, given will be given to you, pressed down, shaken together, runneth over, for the measure you use be measured to you. And um, I love that verse. And I was talking to a guy once, actually going to Kazakhstan. And I said, I love that verse. He said, well, you know, and, and, and basically, you know, I said, if God gives it to me, you know, I'm going to give. And he said, well, you don't understand that verse. you got it backwards. He said, you're first. The measure you use, we measure to you. You're first. So you go first, give out of what you don't even have, and then watch what happens. And it changed my life and my business radically. Um, so uh, totally changed my life, that, that we're first. And uh, if we'll give and, uh, in every way possible, and um, that, that we'll be taken care of in ways beyond what we can imagine. Um, so that's, that's wonderful advice for everyone listening, really, and uh, I found that to be true. I know the whole thing is about, it took me a long time to figure that out, okay, but, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> uh, but you found it out a little bit earlier than me. But in any event, um, now now the thing is, so so what's your budget roughly, about a, roughly about a million bucks a year, something like that, Mike? Does that sound about reasonable? For effective ministries? Yeah. Yeah, now it's about a million Four million five because you know at first it was much lower so twelve million over fourteen years but now it's in right in the right in the middle about million four million five. Okay, now the whole thing is okay. So which is a great thing, okay? But you don't have any, you know, government. Uh, <laughs> you don't have your hand out for the government. How do you keep the funding going? And you know, because uh, we're this is a community radio station, Michael. Uh, by the way, we're talking to you, and it's it's purely volunteer. And um, it's it's great because we can talk to people uh, like you, okay, and be totally honest and totally transparent. But you know, funding is an issue for any any nonprofit. And uh, so, share with our audience how do you keep effective ministries going? Because you know, you, bills have to get paid, air flights have to be paid for. How do you how do you do it? Right. And I will say, let me let me just you know say too that the million four million five. Um, when people pay for their missions to go to Niger, that goes through there, and the Lift 1024 goes through there. So to run Effective Ministries is about a half a million dollars. The rest of it is money that, you know, you know we, it, it flows through us for ministry there completely, whether it's people going or whether it's, you know, um, the, the Lift 1024 that I mentioned. But that $500,000, um, that literally, um, by the grace of God, and by learning that... Um, that uh, over and above tithe or offerings and giving about 35% has got me to be able to 
cover that. And then again, as it's grown, um, other people to come alongside. We have a, a piece of the ministry called Keystone Partners, and Keystone Partners are people that will give $500 or more a month and say, I want this to go alongside of what you're doing to help the, 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 the overhead part. So everybody else that gives to the ministry piece, it all goes to Niger. And so we've had some key people that have been to Niger and excited about the ministry come alongside, um, especially as things have grown, which they just continually grow. Well, wow. all right. So, so roughly, so so you're getting roughly. Uh, so you have people essentially donate like on a monthly basis or, or uh, quarterly or how, how how do you do? I'm just trying to just to share this because sure. other nonprofits so, are interested. So yeah, so the Keystone it could be monthly, quarterly. It could be any way they want to do it annually. And then for Live 1024, if you you know you go to the website, you'll see Live 1024 where it's ten dollars and twenty four cents a month. Yeah, that goes directly to Niger and. That's easy to sign up for, too. All these things on our website. But those are the, really the two ways to give. Through Live 1024, um, that money goes directly to Niger for the life cycle of a person and, you know, the things we talked about with the health and, and um, water, orphans, education, micro-business. But all that's on the website. And then Keystone Partners is a way to help the funding of the budget part of the overhead. Okay, and um, now so, but you're located now um, now because you have um, uh, offices, Michael, two offices in Virginia, then one in Pennsylvania. Uh, uh, doesn't Amy run that yeah. one? Amy Seltzer, I I think I saw. Yeah. Was she in, was she in Hawaii? I think she, was she in there. Amy I was there, and yes, Amy Seltzer runs the one in Pennsylvania. Yes, she does. You know, so um, so uh, my question is uh, on the folks that contributed to the. Effective ministries and in, in, uh, in the organization overall. Do they come from all around just Virginia or Pennsylvania, or do they come throughout the U.S., or how does that work? All around the U.S., um, all around. We've had travelers now um, from uh, 33, 34 states now. So we've got people you know, all over the country. Matter of fact, we have our first traveler coming out of China, getting ready to go on a team. So, um, so it's all the, 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 the givers for Live 1024 all around the country. The people who are starting and helping support Keystone Partners are all around the country, um, all around the country. Okay, so um, now, like a, the local church I go to, now would you? How, how do you uh, get people involved? Do you speak at churches, or uh, what do you do? Or I mean, how, how does that work? Yeah, absolutely. So Amy Williams on our staff is the relationship manager, and all someone has to do is call or email you. Email us or go to the website, and you know, email us through there. Or, or call us, and, um, and uh, Amy can set up a time to come out there and speak at any church anywhere in the country, um, or someone in that area that's been, but absolutely easy to do. Easy to do. That's awesome. And let me ask you, what do you what's, your, what's your biggest, um, this is obviously not easy, what's, what's your biggest ongoing challenge in, in this, uh, this role that you have, Michael? And... Uh, uh, that doesn't seem to be. Is it? This couldn't be easy. Am I correct? No. You know, it's interesting. If if um, if if God would have told me 14 years ago this is what it was going to look like, I would have run because I wouldn't have been prepared. But He does, a, you know, equip the called, and so um, it has grown to so much more than we ever, ever, ever thought it would be. And so, um, you know, one is the growth of so many travelers and people wanting to go. It, I mean, the the change. We talk about Niger, but the changed lives of the traveler back here. I mean, I have parents of kids. 
I have parents themselves, you know, people are just people coming back saying, my life will never be the same. We have a big focus on the travelers, and uh, we, we really get them to disconnect when they go to Niger for their, you know, roughly week-long mission there. So we always say, you got to disconnect from here to connect there. And God has a whisper. He wants to whisper to every one of those travelers. We're just so busy back here, we don't get a chance to hear that whisper. I had a guy who told me a few years ago, he said, I've never spent seven days alone with God. I heard so much about what he wants me to do. So we have a big focus there. So it's, it's, it's challenging because our focus on doing things with excellence and affecting lives in a nation in Niger, affecting lives that go on teams here and families and just populating heaven, it's really grown. I mean, it has grown. So the growth has been a lot to keep up with, but we've been able to. And then, you know, when you mentioned the Niger earlier, um, it's, uh, Niger is challenging. I mean, it's poor. People don't, you know, they don't think the same way we think here. And um, they're wonderful people, but um, the changes and the unknowns and, I mean, they're, they only have, you know, rain three months a year. So what they have to deal with and the, 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 just the surprises and changes of the toughness of Niger and our love for Niger makes that difficult because um but it's taught me that um anything that comes at me from business or ministry in the united states compares to nothing what these guys got coming at them in niger um with just a tough situation of climate and poorness and what they have to deal with so um um it's a lot but god equips us and um we know we're called to this nation of niger well, that's that's awesome, Michael. Because you know, I think you know, I think one of mankind's uh, greatest val- um, follies, if you will, is, is our selfishness. And um, I know, even in my own life, it is. And uh, and I think really by um, by really by going to now, I want to go, Michael. So I'll probably end up going to one of these things now. So you got me excited about it. And um, uh, but um, you know, because my ministry is kind of about trying to educate people about money's issues, but. Don't you think just, um, you know, because we live here we're in the seacoast of New Hampshire, it's a very affluent area. Um, and I think, you know, a lot of people around here worry about their country club memberships or their or their new BMW or something like that. And um, they really, you know, d- don't you think this would be really would be good yeah. if you had like a, you know, like a really kind of a, a finicky teenager who, who's just, um, all I could think about is, is himself. Wouldn't this, a trip to Niger wouldn't benefit him? So I'm going to say two things there. One is, you or anybody else, anybody that goes to Niger will come back totally changed, not just because of Niger or missions trips, trip, but what God is doing in Niger and the way we run our teams and how we, um, how you will come back absolutely changed. And a lot of it is the way it's structured that way with our teams. We want you to come back changed. So there's a purpose behind this. Um, and I'll tell you what, whether you get fired up about Niger or not, it doesn't make a difference. If you go and you come back, you will come back a totally different person. And if you have your ministry here, I can promise you the ministry here will go to a whole other level. If you're a, a wife or a husband, you'll a whole different level. Father or mother, whole different level. Child, whole different child. Um, it will change. The, I mean, I can, I can have people on your show that would say my family's dynamic has changed. And what happens is... Mom or dad goes, and the other spouse goes, and the children, or vice versa. Um, it's amazing how many families have gone. And just a very quick, that doesn't much time, very quick story. You know, I took my son, so I have a, a son by, by, you know, that was not adopted, so by birth, and then two adopted children, 
one from Niger and one from Latvia, over by Russia, and then we're adopting another one right now from Niger. And so I took my son at nine years old. He just went for his fifth time. He spent six and a half weeks there in a summer internship program. But when he went in 2013, we went to this orphanage, and um, they, they were renting. And uh, the person who was renting them said, we're not going to renew your, your lease to rent this house and this land um, because we need to use, for, use it for other purposes. Well, the good news in Niger, we can go to the government and say, hey, we need land for an orphanage, and they'll give it to you. <laughs> so got land for this orphanage. And so now you've you got to build an orphanage. And my son came back at 13 years old and said, Again, this is what's key. It's not just it's him. It's people that will go. You will come back believing the impossible is possible and knowing it is. So he came back and said, God has told me that I've got to raise the money to build this orphanage. $262,500. Three years later, this orphanage, the kids are going to move in. He raised $262,000, and these kids are moving in literally the end of January. Um, I share that because I don't care if it's a child or a parent you God will use you to do greater things than you can ever imagine for his kingdom if you want a mission trip to Niger. So I'll leave it there. Yeah, yeah all right. So yeah, I'll sign up. But anyway, so now you got me, Michael. But um the um uh it is it, it's it's an awesome testimony and, and I guess maybe it's just uh I think it would does it bring families more together too, am I correct, Michael? I mean oh, absolutely. It will change the family dynamic in ways you can't believe. And, 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 and listen, there's two reasons people won't go. One is safety. It's okay. Trust me. You'll be okay safety-wise. Uh, we won't go if we feel like it's not safe. We have a, a whole piece on safety. So we're, we're fine there. And the second thing is, is, is the money piece. Um, because it's not cheap to go to Niger. But I will tell you that in God's perspective, the amount is very, very small. We have one person. All they do is take anybody who says, I want to go, from a yes, to actually getting on that plane, and from fundraising and everything, we will help. We had a team of 17 young people go one summer, and they all needed to raise about $4,000 a piece, 68000 Every one of them raised it. All you got to do is say yes. We'll help you with the rest, no matter if you're teen or adult. And um, it'll be life-changing. So every summer we have youth teams that work in orphanages and day camps and um, but go, if you go online, you'll see all that on the website. And, um, I mean, so if you're a youth, I would say, um, sign up for the team cup this summer. Actually, my son, who I mentioned is going to run that team. Um, and, uh, um, you don't want to miss that. And then there's all kinds of other teams, uh, to go on for adults and youth. So go online and check it out. No, I will. And the thing is, now, how many kids do you have, Mike? I, you've adopted a whole bunch. I, I can't keep it. And I, and I, when I saw you in Hawaii, I said, how many kids does Michael have now? Yeah, I have three, and a fourth one, we started the adoption process last week. Oh, that's awesome. But uh, it's, 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 it's been a wonderful time. And, uh, um, you know, uh, it, my sidekick, Will, who's uh, – do you have – Will, Pierce, do you have any questions for Michael or comments? Um, what did they speak in uh, Niger? Great question. Um, French is the main language, um, but they have tribal languages. Zarma and Hausa are really big languages. So the the, the most spoken language is actually Hausa. Um, Halafia. And the, um, the east where we are, it's Zarma. So mm-hmm. so there's there's like eight or nine tribal languages, but French is the main language. 
And we have interpreters over there on the team. We have all that in place. So for people that don't speak it, it's absolutely fine. But um, um, And I do not speak French myself. So after all these years being there, I still do not speak French. I see. And, uh, and what's the uh, government, the United States government, um, uh, what's their relationship with, with this country? Yeah, it's very, very strong. Um, especially now they've been building this drone, this large drone there. And, um, or drone base. The government is... Yeah. Um, very, very close to the here, close to the government in Niger, because they see that this is the place they've chosen to work out of to create peace in the Middle East and the rest of Africa. Hmm. And uh, when I was in the Peace Corps, I mean, the United States government uh, approached uh, development in certain ways, and um, we concentrated on schooling, and um, there were some health uh, uh, clinics there we set up. Which, so. Is, you, is um, your ministry a little different, or are you work, basically working on the same, the same issues? Yeah, a lot of the same stuff. So oh, a lot so of the yeah. same. We see the Peace Corps there quite often. Um, sometimes we'll go by the American Embassy, and the Peace Corps, uh, the people from the Peace Corps there. So I know they're very active in Niger, and um, so no, from schools, education, all the things you mentioned, um, they're doing a great thing in Niger. Yeah. Well, I, you know, the Peace Corps workers, they stay there maybe two years, but um, if you have a ministry there, I mean, th- those people are there for, for for quite a while, and they they tend yeah. to know the culture better, and, and they're, they're, they're better integrated, I think. And, and probably... Yeah, there's no doubt, and, and, and they're wide open, the ministry, wide open, um, mm-hmm. to wide open. I mean, you can preach the gospel on the streets in an open air, you know, showing a film and preaching. I mean, it's they're just a wide-open country to ministry, and, and so there's been really strong ministry. I mean, we've been, you know, 14 years, and we are seeing ministry penetrate that nation in incredible ways, a huge, huge, huge impact, um, and we see that really turning to being predominant in that nation um, impact-wise over the next few years. Great. Well, that's, that's awesome. Well, Michael, uh, uh, this has been. Uh, thank you so much uh, for sharing with us on this, um, uh, and I uh, wish you su- success more uh, with this. And I don't know uh, if you're going to be down in South Carolina in the next June or whatever. I'm, I'm not sure, but uh, uh, with a meeting with that company. But um, I will. We'll be in touch, Michael. I mean, uh, and um, God bless you. Keep doing the good work. And um, it's it's so. And so our listeners out there, go to www.effectiveministries.org or you to find out more about Michael Thaler and um, his partner John Robinson uh, go to equity-concepts.com and my name is Barry James Dyke and you can go find out more about me by going to barryjamesdyke.com and Mike this um, this story will also be uh, posted on uh, on SoundCloud, SoundCloud and iTunes so you can put this on your website as well to, uh, to share the excitement with people who want to uh, get involved with you guys Thank you, and thank you, Barry, for your time, Will, your time. And, you know, Barry, you didn't ask me to say it, but thank you for the truth that you teach. We teach a lot of that same truth, and, and um, thank you for what you teach from the financial side of the world. It's needed. Well, well thank you, Michael. God God bless you. I, I try hard, anyhow. <laughs> I feel like I'm pushing a rock uphill, but, uh, uh, but no, you're a very well-educated guy, and, and thank you, and may God continue to bless you. And um, this that's been a great show, and... Um, We'll do it again sometime. Take care, Michael. Sounds good. God bless you, too. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
This has been The Economic Warrior with your host, Barry James Dyke. Broadcast live at WSCA Portsmouth Community Radio. Engineered by Phil Kleiger. If you have any questions about today's show or need an ally in conquering the battleground of finance, contact the warrior himself at barryjamesdyke.com. Who are the warriors?